Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya, the Denver Gazette, and my good friend Nick Ferguson. Uh, and Nick, we start today's show a, a bit in a, a somber mood, I would say. Um, it's Tuesday morning, and we uh, have, have uh, I would assume most people listening, have also watched um, uh, the Bills-Bengals game last night uh, and the unfortunate injury uh, to, to Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. Um, uh, he, he collapsed on the field, uh, went into cardiac arrest, and is currently in critical condition as we uh, sit here on Tuesday morning. Uh, Nick, we were just talking before we got on here. Um, obviously, a very scary situation, um, something that I've never seen before. Um, you know, we, we've seen scary injuries, right? Uh, I think back to uh, Teddy Bridgewater last year, Nick. Um, where he took a scary hit to the head and they had to have, have the ambulance come on the field. But, um, you know, he was moving, he gave the thumbs up. And I felt like in that spot last night, Nick, we collectively as fans uh, watching that game, were waiting for that thumbs up, right? Uh, or or the the commentators to say, he's he's okay. Uh, and we never really got that, Nick. Um, so, so take me through, um, you know, were you watching? I actually wasn't watching the game. Uh, it, somebody texted me like you need to turn on the TV. Uh, but what, 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 what did you see last night and, and, uh, what was maybe your reaction? Well, it was reality TV playing out in uh, real time. And we, we all got a chance to watch that game. That was a game that everyone was kind of looking forward to, uh, for the obvious reasons. And then all of a sudden something like that happens and, just like you, I think, you know, everyone at home was hoping that they were going to get that uh, thumbs up. That Once you get that, there's some kind of indicators that that person is coherent. They are moving about. And now it's up to the medical staff to uh, figure out what else is going on with that individual. But, you know, we, we didn't get it. You know, none of us got it. And everyone went to bed last night uh, wondering what was going on, what was going on with uh, Hamlin uh, and, and his, his physical condition, what was going to happen with uh, the Buffalo Bills? Uh, how was his parents who 
were there at the game and had to go with him to the hospital last night, uh, thinking about them uh, and, and our prayers. So it, it was something that I had never seen before. And yeah, I mean, playing this game, you know, it's a physical sport. You just brought up what happened to Teddy. And usually when we see a player go down, we're always thinking, okay, well, oh, it has something to do with concussions. And we, we've seen those before. And we've seen the medical staff come out, you know, put the guy on the, on, on the stretcher and, and, you know, get the whole thumbs up. But it was none of that. And everyone was just kind of in this big pause, leaving, leaving things to be speculated as to what was going on with him. And everyone was watching. I mean, people in the UK, even though it was early, early in the morning or late uh, for them, they were watching it too. And everyone's kind of going on social media, asking that question, you know, do you know this? Do you know that? Trying to figure things out. I'm trying to contact people I know in Buffalo to see what more do they know about his uh, health status. And, you know, the last thing we heard last night was that, Hey, you no, know, the hospital is not going to make, te- give out any, any more information or there isn't going to be a press conference telling us what was going on. And I was, I was having a conversation with my wife and it was like, okay, well, they're going to try to figure out exactly what's going on before they actually say something. But everyone is kind of in this major pause. It's almost like, like the world is standing still. And, and I know most people look at this as it's just football game. No, we, we are human beings and there's a human side to this game as well. So, I was like, well, hopefully a lot of fans who have criticized a lot of players, they're thinking about, you know, Hamlin and his family and athletes who play this physical sport to know, hey, they're human. And this is an unprecedented type of situation that we're all trying to work through. Yeah, and it it just puts life into perspective, right, Nick? I mean, uh, we love this game, right? I mean, when I signed up, to be a sports journalist, um, you know, there wasn't, nobody tells you, oh, there's going to be games you cover where someone could go to, into a cardiac arrest, right? Or the head injuries and the neck injuries and um, the, 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 just the physical nature of it is not something that you think about often because, you know, those injuries are typically sometimes somewhat rare, the, 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 you know, especially dangerous ones. I, I don't think we've ever seen anything this bad, at least that, uh, at least in my lifetime, Nick. Um, but I did want to ask you because you're somebody that who who has played in this league for a long time, played this sport for a long time. Uh, do do you worry about the future of the sport at all when you see things like this? Uh, did you ever think about things like this when you were a player? Uh, and what concerns did you have um, when you played and even and even now for the game? No. Uh... I played with the reckless abandonment when I played this game. I never thought about it, even though I knew players could get hurt. So I only thought thought about, you know, shoulders, knees, and elbows, right? I, I never really looked at it and said, okay, well, if you are hit in the head at a certain angle or rate of speed, what it could do to you permanently, and what I mean by that is uh, being paralyzed. I never for once thought about it. My mom used to ask me, all the time. Well, how is it that you run your body into guys larger than you? I said, I never think about it because if you, if you pause and you thought about what you were being asked to do, then for the most part, you may not want to do it. 
But the idea is that you had to cut it loose, put your foot in the ground, go downhill and made a t- make a tackle. And, and for me, John Lynch and I, we used to practice that, all practice tackling all the time. And it was almost like second nature, where to put our head, where we shouldn't put our head, the proper technique, how to wrap and uh, drive for five once we made contact with the running back. So that's why I, I never really thought about it because I already, always felt competent and confident in my ability to make a tackle. And as far as the future of the game, that is something that's been in question for a while. Uh, the NFL had, you know, joined the Heads Up uh, program, and I was part of it when I lived in California, where we went around to high schools, to Pop Warner uh, teams, and we just made sure that tackling was being coached the right way. And one time I had to step in mid-game and a Pop Warner PB game, and I had to talk to a coach by about how he was talking to the kids and the tackling technique. I had never done that before, but I felt the need to do it because I love the sport and I don't want the sport uh, to die. And I know there's a, a neg- negative stigmatism that comes along with the game because of uh, the contact level. But if guys are coached properly and they have confidence in themselves, we've seen this game prosper uh, in that type of way. But what we saw last night was something we have never seen before. And it wasn't one of these devastating hits that we've all watched, right? But this was different. This was T. Higgins running into, you know, uh, DeMar Hamlin and Hamlin making a tackle. But the contact was made more to his chest than to his, his, his head. And that's the thing I think it took T. Higgins off guard because when it happened, when Hamlin fell, you can see uh, T. Higgins kind of look at him, right? So he's kind of looking as though, okay, well, what's wrong? Is it a knee or was he concussed, right? And then everyone started to realize that, no, there was more to this situation uh, than meets the eye. So I don't know if this particular situation, George, per se, will threaten uh, the future of the game, but I'm sure that the people in Park Avenue they had collectively got together at midnight and started talking to one another about how to troubleshoot this particular situation. And really, what's the message moving forward? So that's something I've been waiting for to see and hear information on Hamlin to know that he's okay, and then waiting to see how the league actually handles this themselves. Yeah, I think how the NFL handles this is going to be really interesting, Nick, because it is unlike an injury that we've ever seen before, right? This wasn't, I think everybody thought it was a head injury at first, uh, but you watch the way he tackled him. It was like a normal tackle. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was nothing, uh, you know, unique or different about it. Uh, and so I, I, I it's going to be very, very interesting to see how uh, the NFL handles it. The NFL PA, uh, obviously the players association, you know, you saw a lot of the players last night come out uh, and speak about it. Uh, and also Nick, it was very odd the way that the game was not called uh, immediately. Uh, I thought that they would, um, you know, cancel the game or suspend the game, whatever, fairly quickly. I, I know that there's a lot of stuff that goes through uh, on how that's supposed to happen, but it, it seemed like to me, Nick, that uh, the coaches got together, um, Sean McDermott and, and Zach Taylor, and said, "Hey, we can't, we can't continue to play this game." They go to the locker room. Uh, <clears throat> sound like they, they talked to league officials while in the locker room and eventually called it. 
um, I'm assuming you you thought that was the right call to to not play to finish that game. It seemed like that's what everybody's uh, assessment was to not continue playing that game. Yeah, I mean that that was the right thing to do. And you point out something uh, about last night events uh, that was a little troubling to me at first because my wife was saying, "Hey, you know, are they not going to cancel this game? You know, right away?" And at the moment, no, that that wasn't the idea. It seemed as though uh, they were going to just kind of go through the procedures as almost at, as though it was a weather delay and just postpone the game for five or 10, 15 minutes or whatever it was going to take to kind of get the players uh, reacclimated to the game. And being a player myself and being involved with, you know, my own personal injuries and, and watching other players get injured, when you're in a situation like that, George, I mean, the first thing you're, you're thinking about as a player, you're not thinking about the game. You're not. Even when you are playing against another player, I was I, I was only happened to be on the field in Buffalo when Kevin Everett, uh, one of the reserve tight ends for the Buffalo Bills, went down on the ground. And we were not thinking about, okay, well, we have to play this game. It was about, hey, he's not our teammate, but he is our NFL brother. We want to make sure that he is okay. And players on either side were not really into playing the game until we knew he was okay, right? So once we got that, that that information that he is okay, they're taking him to the hospital, they have to do some tests or what have you, then mentally we were able to get ourselves back together to play that game. But in, in that moment, no, none of those players on either that side, Buffalo Bills or Bengals, knowing the state or the importance of that game, they didn't care about the game. The coaches didn't play care about the game. But once again, this is a question that the league is going to have to answer as to, why did it take so long for them to call that football game? Yeah, and, you know, there's reports out there that they were told, you know, you have five minutes to get ready and um, all of that. I, I, I don't know what's true and what's not, Nick. I, I don't want to speculate on that, but uh, it did seem to me like the coaches and the players said, we're not playing this football game. So good on them uh, for doing that. I know several Bills players even headed over to the hospital uh, after the game. I don't know if they're still there. I know they also flew back, Nick. So I, I think that that's probably a good indication that this game is probably not going to get played, or if it does, it's it's going to be several days uh, if they do that. It's also going to be interesting to see what does the NFL do with this weekend's games, Nick. I think there's yeah. a chance uh, that these games get moved uh, if we don't you know, know anything about uh, DeMar's you know, condition moving forward. So it's going to be a really interesting few days. Um, you know, it, it, you know, talking to Broncos players this week, Nick, I think it's going to be really interesting because I think that there's going to be a little football talk, um, in terms of, you know, getting ready for the chargers and things like that. I think we're going to be, you know, talking to them about player safety and, and things like that. I know Damari Mathis played, uh, with Hamlin mm -hmm. at Pitt, uh, at Pitt in college. So, um, you know, I wonder if he'll, he'll speak about that. I'm sure they were very close. Um, so in, in the NFL, Nick, again, I never played in the NFL, right. But it's a brotherhood across the league, right. Um, everybody cares for everybody in that sense. And, and I think that you can feel that across the league. So it's, it's going to be, uh, very interesting to see how the NFL handles it. And, and, um, man, I'm just, I'm just praying for him. Uh, also, I mean, if you guys feel like doing something nice, Nick, I'm sure you saw this, but his, uh, his chasing M's foundation, his, um, foundation which is i believe donating for toys to um 
underprivileged children uh, had a goal of raising $2,500, Nick. I just checked. It's almost a $4 million overnight, uh, which is just incredible. So um, if you're feeling like donating to that, I would encourage you to do so. Um, and also please keep your, your thoughts and prayers with him uh, during this time. But Nick, we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we will dive into some Bronco stuff this week. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 